Hello, everyone. It's time for Fantasy Collins Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pika Stas. This is episode 186, season eight. Today's date is December 20th, 2022. And uh, thank you for joining me today. Uh, here's another Christmas episode that I will talk about. Uh, On today's program, I will talk about uh, my earliest memories of my first Christmas tree that my father and my mom brought to our home Uh, at a young age, of course, when I was a little boy. And also, um, I will talk about the Christmas uh, animated shorts, Hard Rock, Rock, Coco and Joe, Susie Snowflake, and and Frosty the Snowman. I did an episode about them last year. That's episode 89. If you want to listen to that one or you have listened to it, or if you want to listen to it again, help yourself. So uh, I received an email from someone that says, can you please do that, do an episode of that, even though I did last year. And I said, all right, why not? (laughs) I had fun talking about that last year, so I'll do it again. Okay, so this will be a fun show. All right, uh, before I get started, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Candy Graham from Western Union. And there's a commercial from 1972. It's a Christmas commercial. And uh, the man who is speaking uh, is actor Peter Lawford. I remember this commercial very well. So sit back and and enjoy, and I'll be right back. And I'll talk a little bit about Candy Graham and Peter Lawford. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Hello. Peter Lawford here with an absolutely sensational idea that'll save you from this kind of last-minute Christmas shopping. It's a Western Union candy gram, a gift package of delicious chocolates you can send by Western Union. With your own Christmas telegram right on the top. And inside is a delicious assortment of kitchen-fresh creams, caramels, nougats, and chocolate-covered nuts. Taste-tempting variety. And it's so easy to send. Just call Western Union and say, I want to send a candy gram immediately. With the speed of a telegram, your candy gram is on its way. A special Christmas gift to a very special someone. To certain areas, candy grams will be mailed. You can order a one- or two-pound box and charge it if you like. Hey, use night letter service and save money. Call Western Union right now and order your Christmas candy gram. World's sweetest gift by wire. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for uh, Candygram from Western Union. That commercial is from 1972, features actor Peter Lawford. Uh, a couple of, couple of things I'll mention about this commercial. One, uh, Candy Graham. I remember these uh, commercials very well when I was little. I was fascinated by that because I love chocolates. <laughs> I love sweets. And they look so decadent and delicious when I saw those. And uh, he was the spokesman for that. I don't know if anyone else was. I think so. I'm not sure. 
And uh, believe it or not, it's still in business. You can order, but you do it, you can telephone or you can order online. You know, the 21st century is wonderful. <laughs> but back then, uh, they used Western Union, which I believe is a telegram. You know, people did that. And uh, you don't do telegrams. Western Union is still around, but they do, um, they're more advanced now uh, electronically. But back then, you use a telegram if you want to send. Uh, you know, a letter, mostly it's for some urgent news to do that, like in the old days. And uh, I never received one or sent one myself. And uh, it's, that's kind of cool. As for Peter Lawford, uh, he was a famous actor. He's also best known as the brother-in-law of uh, John F. Kennedy, the president of the United States, because <laughs> he remember they married his sister. And he was a member of the Rat Pack. And uh, like, for example, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, who else? Can't think of the top of my head. Dean Martin, Joey Bishop. You know, and uh, they made that movie, Ocean's Eleven. Great movie. I love that movie. And uh, he was in a lot of movies, you know, musicals. Uh, he was from uh, London. England, that is, and then came over to the United States and uh, did some television. You know, I remember him. he had a very good voice, you know, very, uh, he was kind of seductive <laughs> like that. Like, I think women fell for that. And, uh, and he was born September 7th, 1923 in London, and, uh, and he passed away on Christmas Eve, 1984. He was 61 years old. He didn't do, he didn't do much acting towards the end, so that's a shame. But uh, I liked them. I really did. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I said I was going to talk about uh, my earliest memories of my first Christmas tree, and then I'll talk about the film shorts, Hard Rock, Coco, and Joe, uh, Susie Snowflake, and, of course, Frosty the Snowman. Okay, but first we'll talk about my memories of my first Christmas tree and get to the good stuff at the at, towards the end. Um, what I can remember is, let's see, we lived in the South Shore neighborhood in Chicago, and I was about maybe three or four. And I remember some, around Christmas time, I remember something shiny and bright colorful and that was the first christmas tree there's a picture of me somewhere it's on facebook uh my photos but it's not very clear there's me sitting on the floor and there's a little christmas tree and that was from our first apartment and uh i don't think my brother was born yet uh, i have two brothers uh so and then we moved to another apartment in 1965 about a block away and then uh my other bro brother was born in 67. And I remember, there's a picture of us with my mom and three of us. And uh, it's standing in front of the Christmas tree. You can find it on my profile on Facebook. And it's a beautiful photo of that. And uh, it was not a real tree. We have never bought a real tree in our lives. My mom d disliked it because <laughs> it makes a mess. There's pine needles all over the floor. The advantage of a real tree is it smells good, which it does smell good. But, um, you know, if you 
you know, if you put it up and you leave it there for a while, even before Christmas, it starts to die and it's, uh, you know, it's terrible. And then once uh, Christmas is over, you know, you throw it away. <laughs> like the, And, uh, you know, like I said before, we never bought a real tree. We had an artificial one. Uh, first, we had a small one and then we bought another one. I don't know where my parents bought it. Uh, probably, I'm not sure. I forgot to ask her. And uh, so we always uh, had that tree. And then uh, we moved to Roseland in 1969 in the neighborhood. We bought and we had another tree. There's pictures of us. It was beautiful. We're not too big, not too small. It was medium. And then my mom decorated with the beautiful ornaments. Uh, some were glass, uh, plastic. Uh, this happens to everybody. Uh, one time, if you unpack your Christmas decorations, Somehow the ornaments uh, get broken. They're, they're very fragile and they fall on the floor and all that. But, you know, they're gorgeous like that. And then um, then we moved to Ashburn neighborhood in 1974 and brought the Christmas tree then. And then in 1975, uh, the neighborhood got flooded. And uh, we had, a, yeah, it was a big flood and our basement got flooded. And the tree and the decorations got ruined. We salvaged a few, but uh, that was a shame. So my mom had to buy new ones. That's terrible. Because I remember they were, when I was little, they were very um, pretty, different designs. Oh, I was fascinated by that when I was little. I don't know. I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. <laughs> of those, that is. And um, then we switched, you know, then we changed trees because they got older. And, you know, but we never, still never bought a real one. I never wanted one anyway, really. I don't know why. Never care for it. Uh, people told me they go to a tree lot in their neighborhoods or they drive to somewhere far away in the suburbs or go to Indiana to get, a, you know, and they select. It's nice, but it's a hassle like to, you know, if you uh, tie it on your car <laughs> or if you have an SUV, I don't know if an SUV will fit. We have to strap it on top of the car. And then, um, and then you bring it in. You, you have to get help to do that. And then it smells wonderful. It really does. But, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, um, I posted a photo yes, yesterday of what I'm going to talk about on this program. And it's a picture of an aluminum tree, probably made in the 1950s. And it was silver. And then I mentioned this before in a previous podcast episode about the color wheel. And you plug it in the color wheel. And at night, you turn it on. And it shows different colors on the loom. And looks gorgeous. It really does. We, we never owned one uh, of that. Um, so and a lot of people mentioned where did they buy their Christmas trees? Where did they buy their first ones? And they remember mostly it was at Pope Brothers, you know, the plant store. They sell, they sold those. Of course, the Santa, the Pope Brothers Santa, the Snowman. They were big uh, promotional items during the '60s. I think in the late '50s, '60s, yeah. And they stopped that uh, after that. And their collector's item. If you try to find them on eBay or an antique store, good luck. <laughs> Always wanted those. I have a Santa and a Snowman in my garage. But it's not the Pope Brothers Santa or the Snowman. It's. Uh, a copy of those, not the original ones. And we never took them out, you know, because it's a hassle. And uh, let's see. 
So, uh, you know, it's wonderful when you have a Christmas tree that's um, you place the pres presents underneath it and it looks gorgeous. You take your picture and then you take photos of your family together. It's nice. And uh, it's a lot of work to put it up and decorate. And, uh, you know, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, don't mean to cough. And then uh, you can just, um, the worst part is to take them down. You know, like Christmas is over. You uh, remove all the ornaments and the lights and pack them, pack them away. Also take the tree down and then you put it in a garage or in the attic or wherever you store it. And uh, I hate, I hate doing that, you know. Plus, it's a lot. First, it's a lot of work. Second of all, it's beautiful. You, you wish you would leave it all year round, but you know it doesn't feel right to do that. Also, another debate is when do you take it down? You know, I've seen this over the years, even on social media. People say, "Oh no, we take it down during the Christmas season after Christmas." Some take it down New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. They take it a couple of days after New Year's Day. Uh, some people leave it until the January 6th because it's 12 days of Christmas. That's still Epiphany Day, which it should be, um, in my opinion, and other people. But, you know, one person said, I take it down Christmas Day. I got sick of it. <laughs> that is the most innocuous thing I've ever heard in my life. Why, why would they do that? That's awful. That is awful, <laughs> you know, but for me, we, we leave it around. My mom leaves it up till January 7th because January 7th is my, my brother's name's day. We leave it there. And then uh, when weather permitting, we, you know, we, we don't turn it on. We just leave it there until to find the right day to take it down and put it away. Usually we leave it like about a week, but we don't turn on the tree, you know, like that. So. It's funny when you re I read comments on Facebook and Twitter, they and tell and people tell them, oh no, we take it down December twenty fifth, twenty seventh, twenty ninth, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, etc. Oh boy, <laughs> that's hilarious. I love it. So, you know, remembering your, um, your the first sighting of your first Christmas tree at home is a beautiful memory. And it has been for me. I love it. It's my favorite holiday. Always have, always will be, you know. And uh, also, you decorate around your home, your kitchen, your living room, your basin. Just, it's, it's the Christmas spirit. It's a nice feeling. It's wonderful. It really is. And uh, people mention, like, for example, they bought their first, like before I said, uh, they bought their, they buy, they bought their first Christmas tree at Pope Brothers, you know, the artificial ones. Um, I remember the stores that sold them, like uh, Goldblatt's, um, Kresge's, uh, Turnstile, Venture, Sears did that, uh, Marshall Fields, probably, probably about that. And then... Um, Carson's, any any store that's gone now. Um, I don't know. Today you would go to a uh, American Sales. Uh, I can think. There was one store called FIM. They used to sell Christmas trees. That was in the eighties and nineties. I remember that. Um, so can't think of anything else of that. So 
It's a lot of fun, and it's beautiful. Okay. Next up, uh, we're going to talk about uh, those Christmas shorts, Hard Rock Cocoa and Hard Rock Cocoa and Joe, Susie Snowflake, and Frosty the Snowman. And the those cartoons are shown every year on television on WGN TV Channel Nine in Chicago. Over the years, since probably the fifties, when they first uh, were shown. Uh, before I get started. I'm gonna I'm gonna play another commercial, and uh, right now here is a commercial for uh, Illinois Bell, and this is the Phone Center store, and there's a Christmas commercial from 1979. Remember that store where you bought those phones, like uh, for example Snoopy or those French phones or the ones that hang on the wall that are that you can write on the board. I'll talk a little about that when I come back. So sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you. This Christmas, you can be practical. A phone of your very own. <laughs> or practically unforgettable. Just choose genuine Bell phones from your phone center store. Whatever style you choose, you'll know under the shell, it's genuine Bell. Let me take a picture. Oh, cheese. So this Christmas, be choosing the Genuine Bell at your phone center store. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for the Bell Phone Center store. I remember this. I remember the commercials in the store. Um, there are a few of them on YouTube, if you care to view. <laughs> and uh, there was one commercial that features Robin Williams. And this is uh, around 1977, probably around the time uh, before he started Mork and Mindy on the TV show. He was on Laughing on the, those specials. It aired, they aired six episodes. He was part of the ensemble cast. I remember watching him there. He was hilarious in that. And then he got hired by Gary Marshall, who produced the, the TV series Happy Days. And he appeared on one episode of that. His character was Mork from Mork. That took off. He battled uh, Fonzie. <laughs> That's a classic episode. And then he got his own TV show and ran for about four years. Yeah, four years. And uh, still funny. I haven't seen it in a long time. I bought the DVD, the complete series, a while back. I'm going to start watching it because it's been a while since I've seen it. I, I watched it when it was airing when I was in high school. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago. Um, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, I remember one episode of Mark on uh, Mark and Mindy where um, Penny Marshall's character Laverne DeFazio was there, and they were, and she was set up for a date with him. <laughs> that was funny, but uh, that didn't work out well. Okay, and as for the Bell Phone Center store, I remember the store at Ford City Shopping Center on the southwest side of Chicago. I used to see it. I went in there maybe a couple times. I never bought a phone from there. 
you know, we always got our phones from Illinois Bell, you know, like that. But later on, uh, you could purchase your own phone like you do today, and you know, the landlines, that is. And I remember there were different kinds, like the Mickey Mouse one, there was the French one, and uh, the uh, the slimline ones, they were, or they were round, like they in different colors, you know, different colors, different styles, and it was beautiful like that. You know, uh, landlines today, very few people have them. I still have one. I still do. It's, uh, to me, it's convenient. And it's, um, in case of an emergency, I have a cell phone, but uh, it's a clarity of it. You listen very clearly, and it's not bad. I tend to keep it as long as, as, as long as I can, as long as I can. I don't know if they're going to do away with it forever. I don't see that happening, but I think a lot of people depend on it for emergencies. But we have we have our iPhones, you know, cell phones. That is, that's how it, that's how it is. <laughs> okay, now let's get now let's get down to the good stuff. We're going to talk about these car, uh, the Christmas cartoon shorts. Uh, first off, we're going to talk about Hard Rock Coco and Joe, and uh, it was also known as the little excuse me. The Three Little Dwarfs, and uh, it was based on a song. Is the band's name is Stuart Hamblin, and uh, it's about three uh, Santa Claus helpers who help Santa who ride on Santa's sleigh. They help him, you know, load the presents, you know, and then he'll be on his way to deliver all the presents to to all the children all over the world, and. Uh, this was this first aired in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and uh, it was not from Chicago, no. And it was filmed in black and white. And then it started airing on WGN TV, Channel Nine, Chicago, in the mid fifties. And I don't know if it aired. Usually, they used to see it on Garfield Goose and Friends, hosted by Ferris Thomas. I don't know if it started there. Probably not. I, I don't know. I wasn't born yet. And. Uh, well, when I was growing up uh, in the late 60s and early in the 70s, Frazier Thomas will always present this cartoon. Like every every year at Christmas time. I don't know if Bulls of Circus aired it. Uh, not at first. I don't believe so. Or Ray Rayner. Mm, maybe later. I think later on he did, but not, not back then. And uh, the... It was created by a production company called Centaur Productions. And the artist that, uh, with the stop motion talents, his, his name was Wa Ming Chang. And there's, uh, I found a picture of him on the, on, on, uh, the internet. You know, and uh, it's very short. It runs, runs about close to three minutes. And it's uh, the famous song. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, it goes like, ole, 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 Donner and Blitzen, away, away, ole, 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 I-O. I'm Ron, I'm Hard Rock, I'm Coco, I'm Joan, yeah, you get that. And they sang that uh, chorus many times during the short, probably about three or four, <laughs> like that. But it was charming, and it was uh, nice, very, uh, it looks dated, and, you know, it's not fancy, it's cute and it's uh, lovable. So what? It's great, you know. And uh, 
You know, it's been shown on for many years. Uh, when I don't know if they showed this during when when Channel Nine showed Christmas movies, maybe I'm not sure. But now it's shown every year still. Uh, when Dean Richards hosts uh, Bozo Gar and Ray, he, that special airs every year since 2005. 2000, yeah, it's been on forever. People still watch it. They really do. They And they do show uh, Hard Rock, Coco and Joe, and also Susie Snowflake and uh, Trusty Snowman, which is kind of cool. And uh, you can buy it on DVD or you can watch it on YouTube, you know, wherever is convenient. You know, and uh, I remember the Smith, uh, Walter, uh, Walter Smith uh, Furniture uh, Store. They had uh, promotional. Uh, when they did it for their uh, furniture, they have them on DVD. So if you buy, I think if you bought some furniture there, you get a free DVD, I guess. I don't remember. Let's say about that. And, uh, you know, so I had an old VHS tape. I bought it at a comic book convention, and it did feature the, those shorts. <laughs> So I have them there. But I transferred them to DVD, so I can watch them anytime I'd like. But I can still watch them on te television or on YouTube. Okay. Uh, the next one, I'm going to talk about Susie Snowflake. That is based on a song. It was written by Sid Tupper and Royce Bennett. And uh, the first uh, singer that sang it was Rosemary Clooney in 1951 which I didn't know at the time when I was growing up. But then I found out. And, uh, you know, they, when you hear the lyrics of the song, it doesn't mention about Christmas. Not really. It's like set in Christmas. And then, you know, the beginning song, Here Comes Susie Snow. Like, you can't get that song out of your head. <laughs> like the rest of them. And uh, it was also produced by Centaur. Productions also aired in Johnstown, Pennsylvania first, and uh, and it's a it's fun. I love the short where there was a if you remember there's a man standing outside the house, and I think Susie Snowflake hits uh, her magic wand and all the snow falls on him. <laughs> I think it's funny, but it's a. Uh, it's like, like like the other one, Hard Rock, Coco, and Joe. It's not uh, state-of-the-art. I mean, it looks, back then it was, but it's also cute and charming. And you can't get the song out of your head. And it's also shown every year. And it did. It was shown on Garfield, Goose, and Friends also on, on Channel 9 in Chicago. So And it was also created again by Wang Ming Chang. He did that. And uh, you can... I see the records of the song on eBay. Uh, you know, it's a 70, 78 R, RPM record like that. And uh, the version that Rosemary Clooney sings, it's, I like it. It's very cute. And you're ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Can't get that out of my head, you know. And uh, she, Susie Snowflake was a snowflake, you know. And uh, she would fly around, and then she'd go tap, tap, tap on your window. There, see, I can't get it out of my head, and it affects everybody. Okay, next up, uh, that's the last one, is Frosty the Snowman. And uh, this short, let me give you a little history of this. 
It was a popular Christmas song. It was written by two men, uh, Walter Rollins and Steve Nelson, and it was first recorded by Gene Autry. Uh, he's famous for his song, uh, Up on the Roof House. I'm back. Oh, oh, oh. I like that song. And also he sang uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And that was uh, written after the successful recording of Autry's, Gene Autry's version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And uh, I've heard this for us, and he sang it very well. And of course, there were other artists, you know, other singers that covered it. Like, for example, Nat King Cole, Guy Lombardo, Perry Como, uh, Johnny Mathis, uh, Bing Crosby, Rosemary Clooney, uh, Kate Smith, I believe. Uh, a lot of uh, Frank Sinatra. He sang it. I, I, yeah, I'm just saying on top of my head. I have so many Christmas songs on my Apple Music. <laughs> like that. And uh, this the cartoon short of this was, it was created in 1950, around the time the uh, the song was uh, introduced. It was a three-minute animated short, and it had a bouncy, jazzy Capavella version, you know. And uh, thumpity, thump, thump, thumpity, they did that. And uh, it was from the UPA studio. And uh, it was filmed in black and white, uh, just like Susie Snowflake and the other one I mentioned. And uh, they used to show that, of course, on Garfield Goose and Friends, and then probably Ray Rayner and Buzz the Circus later on. And it was also, uh, they showed that, of course, in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, which I forgot to mention the call letters, WJAC. Okay. And... Uh, so you remember the um, the cartoon, uh, the animation, you know, the animated cartoon that came out in 69 or 70, uh, Frosty the Snowman, which they show every year on television. And uh, Jimmy Durante sings this song. I love that one. And uh, the voice of Frosty Snowman is by comedian Jackie Vernon. And uh, it's with the kids. And they placed a his hat on and when he he came to life and he said happy birthday <laughs> also had uh, professor hinkle he wanted that hat uh, that's uh i used to watch this commercial every year every year you know it's uh still funny and still in and still charming to watch that but you know the upa version uh it's like thumpity thump thump thumpity thump and it does that you know with all the kids and uh it's not it wasn't good looking but it's uh it's still fun to watch it really is and uh so we have these enduring classics every year to watch on tv or on on the internet or dvd uh that's a great childhood memory still brings a nice warm feeling you know just say at a time where everything was beautiful and you didn't have a care in the world okay all right, so uh, that's it for today. Uh, let me do a recap of what I talked about. I talked about my earliest memories of my first Christmas tree. Also, the Christmas uh, anime shorts, Hard Rock Coco and Joe, Susie Snowflake, and Frosty the Snowman. And uh, once this episode is published, 
you can uh, listen wherever podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Breaker, Overcast. Also, it'll be ready on my YouTube channel, Dash Outland Stories. Had a little problem with that earlier on my last episode. It's going to take a little time, but I'll fix it. So eventually, it'll be it'll be published on that. You know, I'll upload it and it'll be ready. And subscribe, please subscribe on the apps and also on my YouTube channel, so you can get the. Uh, Get a you receive a notification of the next episode, which I will do. Um, as for the next episode, uh, I don't think I'll do one this weekend because it's Christmas. It's Christmas Eve on Saturday. Christmas Day is Sunday. Plus, we're having a snowstorm. It's it's on, it's coming. It should be coming Thursday and Friday. Oof. I love a white Christmas, but that's too much. <laughs> that's uh, and uh, it's gonna be cold. Oh, it's gonna be cold, but. Uh, you got to think of your family and Christmas. The, the, we, the weather, I know it's a hindrance and it's a pain in the butt, but spending time with your, uh, spending the holidays with your family, that is, is beautiful. It really is. I love it too. You have wonderful food. Uh, you could sing <laughs> if you like. And uh, listen to Christmas music too and watch uh, Christmas movies and uh Specials on television or on your DVD player or streaming. I did that a couple of days ago. I watched Christmas in Connecticut and also Miracle on 34th Street. I haven't watched it in a long time. Last time I watched it was uh, 10 years ago. Got to watch it again. You know, they used to show that on WGN uh, Family Classics every year around Christmas time. Okay. So this is Pico Steinish, your host of Van Chicago's Stories, the podcast. Thank you again for joining me. I had a great time talking. Everyone have a Merry Christmas. And uh, I will probably do another episode after Christmas. You know, we'll talk about New Year's. And it will be the last podcast of 2022. A lot of fun. Okay. So bye-bye uh, for me. And here's Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.